Hey, Debbie here. Light up your worth. Today's episode that I'm going to dig into with Shelly Tomlin is all about what exactly is generational trauma? How does it impact you and your joy? What would it really look like with your relationships with your parents and or your children if you were able to heal it? How would you like to improve your relationship with your children? And we're going to go into how being able to do that will clear out these imprints that are in your Kosh records. So stay tuned. If you haven't already subscribed, I would love for you to subscribe. And if you want to find us on Apple and leave me a review so that this can be shared with more listeners, it would be so appreciated. So stay tuned. Here we go. Hi, this is Debbie and this is Light Up Your Worth. This podcast is for you, the spiritual curious woman seeking inspiration, hope, and practical knowledge as you navigate a life transition and move forward with confidence in rebuilding a new and radiant life. Each week, you will be given an all-access pass into the lives of other soulful spiritual women who get real and vulnerable as they share their very own unique journey through transition. This podcast is here to provide engaging and heart-centered conversations that offer so much wisdom, it'll motivate you, and light up your worth. Hello, this is Debbie and this is Light Up Your Worth. I'm so excited to be here today. I just absolutely love recording all of my guest interviews and today is no, um, is just as exciting to be able to bring you in there. Got a little tongue tied there. I'm not sure why, but... (laughs) But today I have Shelly Tomlin. So Shelly is a fourth generational healer who wears many hats from being an energy medicine professional. She's also a Reiki master, a trauma-informed acoustic records consultant, and a clear channel for connecting you back to your soul's wisdom, truth, unique gifts, and talents. So she connects women back to their gentle power of the healer, the creative, the divine warrior, and the entrepreneur within. Welcome, Shelly. Yay, that sounds so exciting. I was like, when you were reading that, I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds so amazing. I want that. I know, (laughs) I want that. I want to meet them. (laughs) I want to meet her. I want what what she's offering. Yeah, right. (laughs) me too (laughs) me too I'm so glad that you're here um I know as we've we've talked uh previously you know you have a really beautiful story um and I love that you are a fourth generational healer it's been I think you're my first a multi-generational healer that I've had on the show. And so I think it just has a whole other um, level of um, magic is the word that comes to me, magic and transformation that comes through mm-hmm. um, when we step into our own divine wisdom. So, yeah, I, I, I had a conscious awareness about that. So my grandmother on my mother's side was um, 
she was a healer that stayed in her own home that did amazing home or healings from her home for everybody in the community. And then her father was the healer in the village, um, actually where I currently live, which I did not know that I had somebody um, tell me that a couple years back. And I had the conscious awareness of that, of the generations and, and that, but it wasn't actually till this year, this summer, where it dropped into my field, like it dropped into my body where I was like, oh, I'm actually carrying this wisdom and I'm carrying this power within me. Like it was a different than having or knowing a piece of information but when it dropped into my body I was like oh I'm carrying all this lineage inside of me and I'm carrying all this power and there's all this wisdom that's just gets passed down so we can have trauma that gets passed down through the generations and we can have the wisdom passed down and so I decided to embrace the wisdom and the power in that instead of focusing on the trauma, because we can do that and we can live in that place. Mm -hmm. And there's also a, a definite place that we where we need to look at that. And we need to acknowledge and honor that there was that that happened for all of us. But there's also the other piece of the light side of that is is the wisdom and the power that gets passed down to us. And so I really embraced it this year and it feels like I feel so honored to carry that. And it's something that I carry with um, huge respect. It's something that I feel that, um, you know, it's not to be disrespected or abused or, you know, flaunting or connecting to, um, like ego or anything like that. It's just so sacred that needs to be really like held in a sacred space. And so I feel really honored. And I guess on a soul level, you know, part of me chose that as well. So then I, you know, honor myself for going, oh yeah, this is cool. And then, and then how my story came is I started stepping into that when I was like 17 and I had no idea why but now when I look back I see that all the pieces were like the stepping stones for me to get to where I am today so it was like um I grew up in a family where um you know we're all dysfunctional um <laughs> Like in some way, I always thought other people's had perfect families until I saw that it's in every family. And, um, yes, and I is. was trying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and we are all super sensitive. So when we're younger, we um, are so sensitive to everything. And most of the time our needs never got met or we never got seen or heard or acknowledged. So I started kind of doing my own self healing and discovery at probably like 17, 18. I started buying Louise L. Hay um, 
recorder cassette tapes that I would play in my car. And I was like 18 listening to Louise talk about affirmations and self-love. And that was my very first introduction into this. Oh, isn't that powerful? I mean, Louise Hayes is such a, uh, was such a, um, I want to say a trendsetter. That's what came to my mind, but she really paved the way for so much healing to happen. Yeah, she did. She did. She was like a pioneer and she created so many um, beautiful tools that people can use that are free. And what I've learned is that we just need to implement them and we've become lazy. So, you know, we want always a quick fix. And so you have to implement all these little tools. And Louise has so many amazing books and um, recordings and practices that a person can apply in their life. And we just have to stick to it. We just have to make a plan and, and, you know, do it just like people make a plan to go to the gym. So we also need to make a plan for our own, you know, emotional health. And I'm, I'm finding that we are more intuitive, sensitive, where, where we are needy creatures, needy humans, and we need to embrace that we are all those, because that's part of the the feminine, we are that. And to embrace that with like, um, care and know like, oh, I am needy. So I need to take care of myself. And instead of pushing all that energy down and those parts of ourselves down, because that's part of us neglecting or denying those aspects of ourselves, but they actually really are some of our superpowers, like our, our great needs, our deep feels. Um, and you and I are both deep feelers. Um, so when we embrace that, we don't have to fight that. And what I've learned through just um, working with clients is when we deny those aspects of ourselves, we actually create physical pain in our body. It's usually a lower back issue or hip area issue it's part of our second chakra in that area and so we have and men also fall into that area is when they deny their own needs and their emotions that they have chronic pain in that area um that they're and it's usually all blocked emotional stuff so so yeah yeah you know what was really fascinating what you said was that we've become, uh, we've become lazy and actually doing the application of the, of the work. Uh, have you found that sometimes somebody will come to you uh, and, you know, in one session, they expect a lifetime or even multiple generational issues to be resolved in one, one session, <laughs> Yeah, it's happened. I tell people now it's, you know, prepare for the journey Mm -hmm. Um, because it is lifelong journey if people so choose. And I always tell them dive in faster, like sooner than later, because 
if you do it later, you're just depriving yourself of like healing those layers and feeling joy and lightness after you take all those heavy layers of like trauma or shock that we may have or heartbreak. Um, because if you keep putting it off and off and off, your life will actually start to fall apart more. You'll have more pain. Like, don't wait until you have like a crisis where you have to go, okay, now I have to look at myself because the universe is always, always supporting us to step into our best self, like our soul self. So it's always giving us signs that the right people are always showing up, like different healers or, you know, programs or messages. And, and we're like, ah, you know, we'll do that later, or I have no time for it. And so people have disregarded the healing that needs to happen, but it's, it's actually, a, it needs to become part of our daily routine and not meaning we have to grind at it, but we have to embrace like a spiritual practice every day, whether it's grounding or journaling, which is one of my favorite, um, is so easy to do. And, and I know, I'm sure you do it too. Um, it's such a good way to process our emotions, especially for us women. Mm -hmm. it and is. yeah. So, so powerful. It's, um, what I have found is when I get lazy, right. I might be doing a lot of energetic healing, but there's something about journaling that allows it to really even, um, exponentially help the healing of the release out, not just the, the energy work that's come in to help clear or bring in how something feels, you know, with the downloads, but to actually release it, there's something about that writing process. Yeah. Or yeah. It's, it's to help us process stuff. So when I was younger, I didn't have like a counselor or somebody that I could work through stuff. I had everybody come to me. It was just a, I, I, you know, I was called dear Abby, um, in <laughs> high school and I used to tie up the phone line all the time. My dad used to get mad cause it was like a party line. And uh, that was like in the seventies. But um, so it was natural, it was a natural progression for myself, but the journaling was a way for me to work out my thoughts, my emotions, uncensored journaling, where you just like, you know, write all the words that you, you don't want to say out loud, but on the paper and go to town on there, because it does move, we're dumping out energetic noise and um, just kind of like stuff we're working through and it moves faster through our body. I find that the journaling is also connecting us to the consciousness of say a situation and we get to work through it. So, mm -hmm. and it's also like, I feel that spirit is also the universe is also helping us work through that piece as we journal. Mm -hmm. I like that thought. The I, you know, that I haven't heard that before with journaling, that it can actually connect your, your conscious with your subconscious and how it actually has a way to come up for you. That, that would be like when you're free writing, when you're just writing and all of a sudden you're in that zone or the flow. And next thing you know, you've written 10 pages and you don't even know that was all kind of stuffed down in yeah. within you. 
Yeah, and those are all stories that are wanting to come through and be worked through. And, um, and those are all stories that can be shared with other people like to facilitate healing and to help other people know that they aren't, you know, they aren't alone in their own healing process. Because now we're coming to the place, I feel that it's okay to share, you know, what we've gone through, or it's actually needed for us. That's how we connect and, and work through, but we have been pretty quiet about you know, our process where we, we feel shame for everything what's happened to us because we have been shamed a lot growing up. It's one of the biggest emotions I know I was carrying. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing that when I um, connected with Alicia Hartzell's work, um, the alignments, I was able to help shame move through my body. And um, shame keeps us frozen we are embarrassed like we we hide we are afraid to speak up or show up or you know connect or say that we made a mistake and I really learned how shame plays such a huge mm -hmm. um, piece in our lives and it it does so much for people like it it really um it really blocks the healing pro or the potential for people to mm -hmm. like step into some really amazing things. I, you know, I, um, I want to touch more on that. The shame of how much we carry with stuff that maybe we've done. Um, it could have been just something of how we responded in a situation. I mean, to somebody, especially like when we're young, I think younger, when we don't really quite understand like the dynamics of relationships, you know, stuff that we might've said to somebody else, the mean girl came out and you may not even be a mean girl and um, our parents or our friends and how much of that as you get older or mature or start looking at it, how that really can weigh down, right? I think a lot of people have put themselves not purposefully in situations that probably weren't for their highest good. And as you start to realize and unwind that, um, I know, is it trauma and guilt are like the lowest vibrating energies? Yeah, yeah, I think shame is like one of the I think shame and um, it might be shame is the lowest and then guilt. I, ca I can't remember on there, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when we have a trauma, we have, we feel shame about what happened or like, um, you know, how we were feeling. So this goes back to really acknowledging actually how sensitive we really are and how super feely we are, especially men. Mm -hmm. And we, and they've got programmed to be you know, shamed for having these feelings. And, and, and this is why we have this like, not healthy masculine culture right now happening. Mm -hmm. But for women is we, yeah, we got shamed so much that it affects like our body, how we show our body, you know, our sexuality, like even expressing our needs, we got shamed and shut down. And then we forget to ask, we forget to use our fifth chakra to ask for what we need because our needs are shut down and then we we can't vocalize or ask for what we need and um so it's it's a tough tough thing and so 
um, what I want to encourage um, people listening is like, what are some things that are, you know, from your past that are like creeping up or like some traumas, like shocks to your system that are coming up for you? Because those are the things that are ready to be healed. And so why I say like, don't wait too long, like, find somebody who can hold the space for you to work through it, because we can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. It takes too long, but we will go into a spiral or we will, um, you, we will, I would say like, we'll knock ourselves out of the, um, you know, knock ourselves out of the park where we won't want to look at it. Cause we'll be like, Oh my God, I just like re-traumatize myself or it's too scary. So you need someone to hold the space for you to do the hard work. And the beautiful part is, is it doesn't take long. So we've been conditioned and programmed that it has to take long and years, but it doesn't actually have to. Healing can happen in an instant. And when we, um, you know, get to that root part, that core, things just start unraveling quickly. And there's a beautiful like domino effect. And um, it's really beautiful. And, and what I found um, since I've been diving into working with the Akashic records, mm-hmm. and I've learned, I've been um, building up my toolbox in there, things happen much faster in the Akashic field. So when we open up a person's sacred diary and we go directly to their source and we see all of their stories or their stories are all available for us, we can go in and clear the imprints of a trauma and a shock um, instantly and then close the records and then they're not carrying that anymore in their field, in their body, it's not imprinted or programmed. So I've been playing with the Akashic records more deeply because I'm seeing how fast we can shift things, um, you know, sooner than, than taking so many years later. And, and we are moving Mm -hmm. into new time right now, as, as you know. Right. And I, I know that we both met because we work with Alicia um, which uh, just so the audience knows, Alicia will be on here, you know, <laughs> because we've had so many guests because that's how I've met so many amazing women uh, primarily, but um, with the sacred soul alignments is what we're talking about and being able to make those shifts into and release those traumas does happen. So so much quicker. I I can think back to when I first was introduced to the work and how she uh, was able to download all of these sacred energies and what I was able to process through in a relatively short period of time was Mm life-changing. Really was in releasing the shame or guilt about decisions, um, actions or traumas that had happened, you know, and you talk about the the throat chakra of how we may not even notice or realize. I think we all can go to a big trauma, but some of the small traumas of when we didn't voice something that we knew wasn't right, or 
I think the world's changing where lots more people are stepping up and talking about things that have happened. And, and what I think that's so interesting with this work too, is when you do the work or I do the work, how it actually impacts the D our DNA. When we were talking about generational healing and how this work changes that. So how have you seen that when, when you have had, you know, some of the, the work that you've done with yourself, how has that impacted, um, like how you're able to help somebody else, or you've seen it in your own family? Yeah. So that's such a great piece, um, to dive into because it's when I was 17, 18, like I being super feely, being misunderstood, not knowing how to understand my emotional states or spaces, I seeked to feel better. So that's how my own healing path started by stepping into, well, what would make me feel good? So it started off with reflexology, then baby massage, then kinesiology, then all these other um, amazing modalities. And I just kept stepping, but each time that I would do, um, you know, um, heal a piece of trauma. And I really got into the trauma work just the last few years, because I realized that we actually have to go to the bottom to kind of, you know, get to the root, pull it out, instead of putting all this beautiful, like, um, whipping cream and feel good (laughs) stuff on top that really we needed to get underneath and, and clean that stuff up. And I wanted to first do it for myself because I didn't like how I was feeling. It was really good to, you know, put on a pair of jeans and a jacket earrings, lipstick and look great on the outside, but in the inside, we're not doing so well. And I know that a lot of people live like that is we put up a good front, but in the inside, we're not. And it's the inside that is the most important piece. Because when you're, when you clear up all your things inside, you start shining and your light starts shining and like your, your title light up your worth, like we access our light again. And what I used to say to um, this came so long ago is we're like these souls and these beings of light that emerge that come down and we drop into this earth and then we get started covered up and bombarded with all these layers of you know i used to say newspapers i don't know why all these stories actually Mm. and it covered our light and it covered our essence and it covered our true self and so then we're at midlife and we're trying to get to that spark or that essence of ourselves. And so we're like trying to find it. But what I, to getting back to what you were saying, um, Debbie, is that I wanted to feel better and I wanted to heal the relationship with my daughter because there was a disconnect with her and I couldn't put my finger on it. So I was also wanting to create connection with her. As fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. It's Debbie. Do you love to read? 
I know I do. I've been reading since I was found in the closet, uh, probably before kindergarten, reading a book with the flashlight. Yeah, I was that child. I can remember as I was growing up during the summer, I would see how many books I could possibly read over the summer. I was always that girl. But somehow in the busyness of life and going through education and momhood and career, I let books that just lit me up without a link to my own professional development just kind of get put on the side. And with all of the isolation that's occurred over the last two years, all the challenges we've had, I really had to come back and find that part of myself that would just love to dive into a really good book. So I have joined a book club and I'm with Brianna Brown with Badass Book Besties. She's amazing. You can find her on Insta on Badass Book Besties. Not only is she just this wonderful person, um, but she also shares the love of books and learning and her online book club is just so delightful. So, so, so delightful. I've been able to dive into books uh, that really bring me a lot of book, you know, a lot of uh, pleasure and enjoying them and being able to go to. We've been reading or we've read already the Elizabeth Gilbert City of Girls, the Immortalists by Chloe Benjamin. Um, We're reading a Timeless and she just makes it a lot of fun. So if you feel like joining us, feel free, let her know, let Brie know that you found her by me. Again, find her on Instagram on Badass Besties or her website, Brie Brown, which is B-R-I-B-E-E brown.com. And then I noticed with this work then, you know, I felt closer with my mom and my mom had her own uh, trauma, huge trauma from childhood. And it was a generational trauma collective, a group of young people. And that carried on to me and I, you know, dropped it on my daughter. And so I wanted to stop the cycle. And so with work and I am self-led, so I keep digging and digging until I find um, what works and I go to the root. I'm kind of like a, a no mercy. I just go down. I don't want to waste any time because I don't know how much time I have here. We never know how much time we have here on earth. I want to feel good like every day. So I kind of push myself a, a little hard, but um, there is like a, a reason, but the reason also is because then I can offer those tools and the lessons and the wisdom to my clients so that they can get there faster. They can get there in you know, shorter amount of time. And, and what we all want is we really all want to do is feel good. You know, we can look good on the outside, but if we're not feeling good on the inside, it affects everything. It affects how we come into relationship with our pets, our friends, our family, our children, our partner, you know, our money, even um, how we show our purpose as well. So it was always about let's get the inside right. Let's get the inside right so it feels good because then we can like 
kind of broadcast that out into the world because that's where everything really stems from. Yeah, I, I love that about stop the trauma. You know, when we've been talking about the generational healing and uh, for those listening, if they're not familiar with um, Dr. Cho's work, Dispenza's work is the, the epigenetics is actually mm-hmm. a field, a scientific field that's been proven that just like we carry our hair color, our skin color, our eye color is that we can actually um, carry on. Like you were saying, your mom experienced a trauma, which she carried on to you, which she carried on, which you carried on to your daughter. And I've had the same experience and um, mine wasn't, well, I guess it was kind of traumatic, but I'll use an an experience to help clarify. So people listening too, and if you want to share one, um, depending on how sensitive it is, Shelly, but I, I can remember in my early forties, I was, I very was, was walking and was doing a walk. I was living out in Colorado by Boulder. And I was talking to my mom about this. I started to share this reoccurring dream that I had had, like, as long as I could remember. And I said, you know, I don't know why this dream just comes back every once in a while. And I'll, and I'll, uh, play back my mind. And I, for the first time actually shared it with my mom and my mom actually witnessed that what, what the dream was about, which was, um, a bridge falling with people and vehicles on it. Like this bridge collapsed. Mm. It was an, a, a major event that happened with people around. And, uh, so she watched people, you know, not make it right basically and she was a very very young child and so I never knew that but I was seeing this and I had no idea I was you know early I think I was early 40s when I finally shared it and so I've actually done work uh, with that to release it right to release that that trauma that I was never part of to help me with my own uh, fear of heights and it has made a huge difference, you know? So I think, uh, when people talk about, I know there's people who specialize in dreams, but that's a dream that I've had. And, uh, you know, who knew, right. And I've now, now that I know that there's epigenetics and there's multiple people who have, um, experienced, uh, or grew up with parents who had some really major historical traumas as well, how that gets passed on. Wow, that's amazing. I could see how that all connects for sure with that, your experience, your mom's experience. And there's probably no one to talk about that with your mom and it never got discussed, acknowledged, or, you know, just even have someone to like, um, what I'm learning also just the trauma to have somebody there to comfort us mm-hmm. through an experience because then we are alone in the experience and we don't know how to deal with our feelings. And so we end up shutting them down, shutting them off, turning the switch off the feelings. And when we turn off the switch of the feelings, we turn off the switch off of our creativity, our intuition, our joy, our passion, because they are on the same kind of they run the same um they're on the same cycle so when we shut off one then we shut off all those other ones and so then 
Um, so, and how neat for you to like heal that, like to work through that. And then did yeah. you have a conversation with your mom about that? Like we, after we did, um, because at this point I hadn't discovered this, this part of the work, right? Like I was uh, doing Reiki and affirmations and that stuff, but I had, I had not done, uh, I had not been in, um, the Akash records. I had not learned, um, you know, how I've accessed them is through the sacred soul alignments to even understand. I'd never heard of epigenetics or Joe Dispenza or some of the other, um, doctors who have actually, you know, Bruce Lipton, I, they hadn't kind of crossed my, my mm. thing. I just knew that there was something there. Um, and so it's really, it's really, a, when you start digging into generational healing, what can actually come up? You know, I, I recently read an article too about an experiment and I can't think of the, the university, but it was somebody who, um, I think it's within the last 10 years and it's a very prominent school and it's back East in the U S of, uh, a lady who pulled together a children whose parents had been, who were survivors of the Holocaust. And so they did a whole experiment with the parents and the survivors of the Holocaust. And it was, you know, these are Holocaust survivors are pretty, you know, up yeah. there in age. Right. And so they did this, uh, this experiment and it actually was sharing some of those traumas. They actually have real, you know, uh, research that's been peer reviewed explaining some of the traumas that their children have who were not, you know, these people were really young, really, really young under seven, I think for most of them. Right. Um, and so there's just I think there's such an opportunity for generational healing or the lands of where we live. And, um, yeah, yeah. And it's coming all now to be, to be healed. Now we're having the opportunity to move into that and people are coming together to collectively do it, collaborate, to bring community into it. And so, um, those pieces are, are coming up for healing. And um, the one thing that when you were talking that kind of popped through for me was um, one of the biggest traumas that we have is when we're born and we get separated from our mom because um, we're, you know, meant to stay together. And so our very first trauma is is right out of the womb and we get separated from, you know, the, the mom we're connected to, and then we're alone. And, um, I believe, and I know there's still more for me to learn about this and, and stuff. And then this is where part of, we have all of these connection traumas where we don't know how to connect with other people. Um, we keep ourselves safe um, you know, avoidant or we disassociate and all that kind of stuff. And our true soul's desire is to be connected and is to be in relationship with other people. So being in relationship first with ourselves, like coming into right relationship with ourselves. So we're like honoring and respecting and loving 
Um, so, cause when we're not in connection with ourselves and what you and I talked about before the show was, then we will, um, we will self abuse ourselves. We will, um, you know, we will do things that aren't supportive to us and we will work ourselves too hard. It's a form of self abuse. I know that was me. And so it's really learning about coming back into right relationship with ourselves. And when we come back into right relationship with ourselves, where we're honoring and valuing our own selves, like for who we are and what we've been through and what we've experienced, then we call back, like we connect to our value and our worth and our, and then when we have that, we can see that reflected back to us in the people around us by the universe. The universe will have like, you know, people love us and value us because we've found that for ourselves. So a lot of the work that I, my piece has been, is coming back to all parts and aspects of myself. So my intuition, my needs, my feelings, my worth, my value, um, coming back into all my love for myself, coming back into my creativity, my expression, coming back into my own um, like divinity, but also like coming back into our own sensuality as women, because that's how we are. We're wired for that. And we got shamed going back to shame. Mm -hmm. I, had to get, I had to wear a t-shirt to the beach. I wasn't allowed to show my body like it was bad or shameful. So, you know, learning how to come back into relationship with ourselves. And then when we have that relationship kind of, you know, feeling good, then we can extend that and share that with another human and, and, you know, it'd be reciprocated. So I, you know, for me, my own work has been coming back into connection with myself, all parts of it, especially my femininity as, um, you know, women, we've kind of been taught, you know, to keep up with the boys or work like a man. And that's where we have all this adrenal workout and, you know, we have to meet these standards, but we're made to be women and we have our own strengths and superpowers that are so needed right now. So coming back into right relationship with all of those parts and pieces. Yeah. Yeah. We see it so frequently too, that whole feminine masculine uh, energy balances. And I know that, you know, we have a tendency to just get out there and get things done get things done, right? That's all masculine, but there's a really beautiful way of uh, taking care of things and allowing room to receive. So I know we were paused there for a moment. So, yes, <laughs> but I was, yeah, I was just saying the whole feminine masculine blending, you know, we need both. And we, we don't need to be all one way or all the other either, you know, like you need to be able to receive and you need to be able to, to be in your feminine stuff of flow and, and that love that comes through just how we're such, uh, you know, let the, the love actually flow through and not, um, you know, be desensitized about our feelings 
mean, that's, yeah, that's so really true. so powerful for us. Yeah, and so true, Debbie. We are meant to be, um, we have so much love that flows through us that um, it hurts when we have to contain it and when we can't share it with other people. So first for ourselves to fill our own selves up, love our body, love our, you know, our feminineness and our creativeness and our emotions, um, because that's what makes us great healers. When we're emotional, we are so in tune. We can tune in and feel, um, but it's, yeah, also then we're meant to like share that overflow of love and it does hurt us when we can't share that love. And I, I know I felt that myself in my life as being, you know, we love so much. Um, and loving ourselves first in the fullest, like loving ourselves so fiercely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so I think we've all I know I've experienced it too, where I've loved another individual more than I actually loved myself. That was part of probably what triggered so much healing once that relationship uh, ended, which was, you know, in the long run, a good thing, right? And, and now that it's uh, become imbalanced as a friendship and, and understanding what that looks like. I think it's also what, you know, what makes us such powerful leaders too. You know, I know there's a lot of information out there too, about when women are leading, when we're actually balanced and we're a leader, we can really have such huge impacts on the world, whether that's leading our family or leading a department or an organization, like where we have that natural empathy that can come through and balance the activities with acknowledging the other people. I think really think you know, there's been a lot of research on that too, as more and more women have stepped into those roles of how powerful it is. And another reason for us, you know, to embrace all of ourselves and heal. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's so mm -hmm. true. Stepping into the masculine leading, but leading from the feminine essence for the feminine leaders. And right now the women are rising in, in huge amount of ways. So, yeah, yeah. It's so, so powerful. Um, I have a, uh, I, I had written a note to, you know, the stepping stone to bridge the unwinding. And I think the work that you're doing is so important as that bridge to help people if they, you know, sometimes I don't think people understand, like maybe they're in a spot where they're, they don't know what's that a restless feeling, or they're just not, they're just, they couldn't say they're happy, but they're not unhappy. They're in this space where they're not feeling that joy or the bliss that they might have felt when they were younger. And I think the work that you're doing to help bridge those gaps, to help people get down to those root causes and really get to the roots is so, yeah. so important. So, yeah. um, so now it's, if, so mm -hmm. fun. it's so fun to do the work too. It's so uh, purposeful. So um, people just need to 
um, understand what's going on with them. And I feel that when they do understand, just the light bulb goes off and they understand more about themselves. So they're not beating themselves up or shaming themselves or thinking something's wrong with them. It's just them just knowing how they're actually operating and they just haven't been told anything different because their natural state has been always to be, you know, a deep feeler or this way or super creative or connected to the divine. And we've been misunderstood. And so when we hear that it's okay, that we're wired this way, then we kind of settle into our body and go, oh yeah, like this feels good. Like there is nothing wrong with me. And then just tweaking things, pulling out some of the weeds and getting people connected to joy and their purpose. And then they're on their way. And then the journey just keeps continuing. Yeah, I love that. And that's probably why you have the pillow in the back even that talks about joy. <laughs> Who doesn't uh, want to feel joy? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Such a powerful thing. So now... Shelly, if people want to reach out, they're feeling called to uh, reach out to you. How can they connect with you? So um, I believe you'll have a little link to um, my website. So ShellyTomlin.com. People can go on there. I have a 15 minute chat. I like to have a chat available for people because people like to ask questions And then we see if we're a good fit or if I feel that, you know, someone else can help you with something more specific and I feel that I can't. So then I'll refer you to someone else. Um, So there's a 15 minute chat and that is then I can direct you to like, what is it that you're needing? Like we kind of do a little bit like what's up? What are you needing? What are you looking for? And then in there we make a plan. Um, I usually direct people into, uh, like a package of sessions because like you mentioned in them before, people want to have one session and they want to be like healed and all that. So I now put people in a package, whether it's Akashic readings or we do energy healings, everything is all healing energy Mm -hmm. in our bodies and all parts of us in any session. It just depends you know, which avenue we want to go. I'm, I'm starting to lean more into the Kaushik readings as I'm learning that it's like five or six Reiki sessions in one. So we can do more stuff in the Kaushik field in a shorter amount of time. And we can bust through generational stuff, societal, religious all kinds of things. So it happens sooner than over like five or six sessions. And I'm like, well, that feel in my brain, I'm like, well, that feels more effective, efficient, and the results are quicker. So I've kind of been leaning into that piece, but people still like to receive an energy healing where they're laying on the table or laying on their bed. If we meet remotely and this way I go in and kind of feel you know, what's going on in their chakras, what Mm -hmm. needs a rebuild, what needs a restructuring, because we can also, our chakras also need a restructure or rebuild. 
and um, this fits for um, how I wanted to be a nurse a um, long time ago, but I didn't fully step in the program because I didn't want to go through four years of training. And so now I just say I energetically nurse people, um, <laughs> still love them up and take care of them. So that makes, that feels more aligned with my soul. So um, I love that. So they can contact me that way. And then we just go from there and set them up with whatever they need. Sometimes people need to be a little guided and I like to hold people's hand a little bit until they have the confidence to step into their own power more and then empower them to then choose for them because we're all, we've been taught to wait for someone to tell us what to do. And um, I want to empower people to find their own voice and then they choose. So, so I do a little bit of hand holding to just kind of get them into that next step because that's what was given to me. And it was so appreciated to have somebody, you know, right in the mud with me, crawling mm -hmm. on the dirt and cheering me on while I figured it out on my own. And that made such a difference in somebody who fully supported me. So, yeah, I think that's so important, Shelly, that you do that with, you know, helping you help, help yourself heal yourself, but you're not there alone. You're actually being guided and supported so that you don't feel lost or you feel like you're going to get stuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, what I've learned along the way is that um, not a, we need someone to hold the space for us, but they also peep clients can only go as deep as they feel that the healer can hold the space for them. So they will. Mm -hmm. So if they don't feel safe, they will not go down to the deep parts. And I kind of like to go there not because <clears throat> I feel that's the most the the transformation that's available that's where things kind of mm -hmm. need to happen so um yeah it's important to have the right person for sure yeah I call that going to the deep end of the pool you go there <laughs> <laughs> not um, everybody likes it not everybody yeah. likes me after but um, <laughs> it's okay once once they finish and they're on the other side of it <laughs> Yeah, it's so true that you really have to be able to trust and 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 sense that they really are holding the space for you because sometimes it's just if you're not used to feeling feeling or experiencing some of the those deeper feelings can be a little un unsettling, I guess, or it's it's very it can be uncomfortable and it's you know especially if you're if you've stuffed it down or you were told to stuff it down or you know, pull up your big girl pants. And, you know, yeah. we have all kinds of sayings like that, right in our society, pull up your big girl pants and deal with it and just get over it. And yeah, being able to hold that space with people, it's beautiful to help them through that. So thank you mm -hmm. so much, Shelly, for being here with me today. It's been such an honor and a privilege to be able to share, you know, all the magic and all the joy that you are bringing people to their own joy within themselves and 
help walk them through and remembering their worth. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And it was such a great time just to be here chatting and just sharing that um, just with you and I. So thank you for having me and just having this space. And um, yeah, I love what I do. And and it feels purposeful to connect people to their own purpose as well, too, because we're looking for that, too. And it is in joy as well, in living in joy. Right, it is. And I'll, I'll include uh, her link, you know, with her website in the show notes, just for um, those wanting to reach out. And um, thank you. Thank you for being here with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I want to just say, too, I have a short free meditation if people want it when you get to my website um shellytomlin.com there's a free gift it's just a little meditation um that i have there potent and fabulous and um so that's just there for people's they can have access to that when they when they sign up that's wonderful Mm -hmm. yeah they keep in the loop of of my email community and because i do offer a lot of um free healings, um, wisdom, shares, truth and love uh, bombs and just offerings too. So if they want to be in my community, be in my space, they can just sign up for that and then we can stay connected. I love that expression, love bombs. (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) Great. Well, hopefully they'll go and, uh, you know, receive uh, you know, the free download and uh, really, you know, be able to uh, soak up and receive some of that uh, blessing healing that you're sending out to everybody. So I will add that also that link, that specific link in the show notes for everybody. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Debbie. As fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. Hi, it's Debbie. Hey, I wanted to share a group that I joined um, earlier this year called Polka Dot Powerhouse. It's a way to get to know people in person, right? I don't know about you, but after spending so much time alone last year, the beginning of this year, I was really seeking an in-person way to meet like-minded professional women. And so I kind of stumbled upon uh, the Polka Dot Sisterhood and I joined as a member and I absolutely love it. It's a very uplifting way of women supporting each other, empowering, collaboration as we get to know each other as people and as professionals uh, and networking and sharing our services with each other. I'm part of the Carson City, Nevada branch and if you're interested in joining us you can go to polka dot powerhouse that's p-o-l-k-a-d-o-t-p-o-w-e-r-h-o-u-s-e dot com and let them know that you're interested in going to a meeting and let them know it's from hearing this on my light up your work podcast and i'm debbie McAllister. Thanks. See you soon. Hi, Debbie here. Are you a lover of essential oils, crystals, 
energy healing work, channeled messages, positive affirmations. Well, do I have uh, something to share with you? My friend Nikki is the owner of Sage Essential Oils. She's on Instagram, sage underscore essential oils. I'll include that in the show notes. But I wanted to share with you that she does these amazing essential oil alchemy blends that have crystals and these amazing blends of essential oils called ground alchemy, calm alchemy, uplift, nurture, daydream. And they're all these really delicious and yummy blends. She also includes with each order a personal intuitive affirmation that's downloaded and channeled just for you and a beautiful postcard. So as a healer, she's a Reiki healer and she does ancestral healing sessions as well. And she's located in Australia. And so if you want to try these amazing things, I highly recommend them. I love them and use them in my own life. So again, her Instagram is sage underscore essential oils. Let her know that you heard about her here on Light Up Your Worth podcast. Be blessed. Hi, Debbie. Now, isn't Shelly such a wonderful soul? Can you feel like her calm, peaceful presence? You can really feel how much healing she's really done in her, on herself as she leads others through their own generational healing. I know personally, I've uh, experienced her a healing session with her, and it was so profound. I could see as more and more of the integration occurred, all of the peace that it has brought into my own life and my relationships um, and healing some generational trauma that was trapped there. So reach out. You know, she does have a 15-minute chat to see uh, what, her, what your soul is seeking now. So it's at shellytomlinscheduling.as.me backslash less chat. And I've listed it in the show notes. So I would love to hear your biggest takeaways. And would you help me out and share this episode with somebody who you believe would really benefit from this? You know, the intention with the podcast is to really raise the consciousness of our mother Gaia and help bring peace into the world. And can't we just use more peace and healing and releasing of trauma in our crazy world right now so I would so appreciate your support that way by sharing it and if you feel so taken to go into Apple and leave us a review so that it can change the algorithms and more people can find us so until next podcast stay safe and I'm sending you sunshine thanks for joining us